Hey, what's up? How you doing? How you doing today? Hope you're doing good. It's 10.47 a.m. Coming to you. It's the last day of April. April 30th, Thursday. Let's do this thing. We're going to do book club and Siskel and Mebert. We're going to combine them. Because I make the rules for this podcast so this podcast ain't big enough for the two of us this podcast ain't this podcast studio ain't big enough for both of our podcasts <laughs> what what uh, I'm off to a man drank a bunch of coffee this morning if you can't tell went for a nice Walk. I've walked five miles today. Feels good. And yeah, it's a beautiful day outside. It's a nice day. Let's talk about Shea Serrano's movies and other things. I just got this book as a present. It was a birthday present from my mother, from my mom's, and. Yeah, I just finished. I read it pretty quick. So, Shay Serrano. He wrote for Grantland, which was Bill Simmons' ESPN company. And now he writes for The Ringer, which is Bill Simmons' new website. Well, I I I said new, but it started in 2016 early 2016 so it's been around for over four years so feels like it just started though it's not new though but that's i like that website i don't read it as much as i used to but the ringer i got really inspired because i became i started writing in august 2016 and the ringer began i think it was february 2016 and that's when i was working at amc and the hopefully amc doesn't go under during this whole thing hopefully they survive i like amc i like going to the movies it's a good tradition it's a fun tradition but yeah i used to always read The Ringer just all the time on my iPhone when I worked at AMC just I have I have memories of just standing you know take taking tickets but during the day it would be so slow there barely there'd be long stretches of time where I would just read articles about entertainment and analytics and sports and yeah I like the ringer I used to read everything on the ringer back in 2016 so I remember yeah like sitting in movie theater in the seats I just have and then just reading the ringer or just standing holding the doors open for people 
reading The Ringer, and just everything. Just That's all I was doing when I was working for AMC, was just constantly reading The Ringer. It was always The Ringer. And sometimes I would listen to podcasts. Like during my lunch break, I would go sit in my car and listen to podcasts and yeah and do some illicit (laughs) illicit activities that I won't mention but there it's legal now wait no it was legal it was legal in Washington at the time (sighs) became isn't it crazy that it's crazy that marijuana marijuana became legal in my home state the same year I turned 21 right after I turned 21 it became legal isn't isn't that crazy isn't it ironic it's just weird timing uh, but yeah I have I liked working at AMC I, that was fun And then they remodeled it the next year. I stopped working there that August when I moved back to Pullman. Started going to Wazoo again. And then started writing for Daily Evergreen. And the rest is history, as they say. (laughs) I love it when people say, the rest is history. Like, it's it's very significant. It's in textbooks. This is textbook material. Uh, okay, so back to Shea Serrano. So I love the ringer as as it established. And yeah, I still read Shea Serrano. He doesn't write as often. Like Bill Simmons never writes anymore. He just totally retired from writing, which I don't understand. I mean, I I kind of get it, I guess, but Bill Simmons is he was maybe the most popular sports writer ever. I mean, of of like the newer generation. So, he's he's pretty groundbreaking the way he would write from a fan's perspective. Bill Simmons. Yeah, he was yeah, he, I, he was my favorite back in the day. I used, I used to love reading Bill Simmons. My favorite writer to read. Not necessarily author, but writer, like columnist. And then I also liked Mark Titus. I used to love Mark Titus. We'll have to do a book club about his book. Club Trillion. I have a Club Trillion shirt that I've had for, God, I've had that shirt for, since high school. Because, yeah, when did, man, we'll we'll save it, let's save that for the Mark Titus book club episode. But, yeah, yeah, there we go. Move on. (laughs) Move back to Shea. All right, so Shea Serrano's book here, looking at the table of contents, and... It's one of those essay books. So there's 30 chapters. 
and other than the two-parters and three-parters, there's two three-part chapters, Who Wins at the Brand New Academy Awards, and What's the Order of the Gangster Movie Moment Fictional Draft. And then there's one two-part chapter, which is Which Kills Are in the Action Movie Kills Hall of Fame. One, one second. Mm. Mm. Get some coffee there. All right, so yeah, I liked it. I liked this book a lot, but I I knew I would like it though. The foreword was by John Leguizamo, and afterward by Don Cheadle. And I like. Oh, you know what movie? John Leguizamo is really good in. Other than. Of course, he's the voice of the sloth. Is right? Yeah. He's a voice of Sid. Sid the sloth from Ice Age back in the day. But also, he's good in Chef, which I have on Blu-ray, DVD slash Blu-ray, right here. I like that movie, Chef, the... The Jean Favreau movie about the the food truck. The, I think it's about it's it's about what's his name? Roy Choi. I'm pretty sure it's about Roy Choi's life. Who what's his food Kogi? I think Kogi is his food truck. He's a famous food truck guy. I'm not much of a foodie, really. Like, I've never, never been into watching food shows on TV because it always just makes me hungry. I'm my mind. I'm so simple. I I see food, and I want to eat seafood. <laughs> dad jokes. <laughs> can Can you make a dad joke if you're not a dad? I think it's okay. Okay. <laughs> I think it's alright. Uh, I heard that Bon Appetit, I heard that was a really good YouTube channel for food-related content. But I, n- I haven't checked it out yet. So it's on the that's on the YouTube queue. But, oh, you know what food show I used to like? Was Man vs. Food. Yeah. What was the host's name? God. It wasn't Andrew Zimmern. Wait, is that guy's name? Is it Zimmerman or Zimmern? <laughs> is it? Is that, <laughs> I'm pretty sure his name is Zimmern. Like, there's no A at the end. It's Zimmern. Or it might be Zimmerman. I, I, uh, what's, you guys know the Man vs. Food show. Can't think of the guy's name though, but it's the show where this guy who's really good at eating, his best skill is eating a lot, binge eating, which is, that's a good skill to have in America, to have where we live, like now in present day, to be, I mean, come on, just think about it, we're even... Even the skinny people probably overeat. Like, I'm not a, I'm not a obese person, 
but sometimes I eat like one. <laughs> uh, even, it's true, though. Maybe it'll catch up with me a decade from now, a decade or two. We'll see. We'll, let's, I just knocked on wood. Just, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm that superstitious. I'm a superstitious native. I like, I like to knock on wood. Was knock on wood for good luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was that my Native American? Son, knock on wood for good luck. <laughs> Always. My, my father told me. Father told me, knock on wood. If I see bear, I see a bear in the wild. Knock on tree. Good luck. <laughs> bear, bear will run away. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Chief, I wonder if there's a chief knock on wood. I bet there is. We're just, let's just wade. We're just wading our way into some, onto some thin ice. <laughs> some thin ice. That would be a fun name for a podcast. Thin ice. That's, I'm just going to write down. Because whenever I come up with a name, I bet there is a name for like a, a hockey podcast. Yeah, I think Wayne Gretzky has a podcast called Thin Ice. And then you talk to hockey players, but you always offend them. So then you're just, you're just offending hockey players. And then they want to fight you because hockey players are seem like they're quick to fight. And so then you're the podcast host you're always walking on thin ice brings it back I like that's not a bad idea alright so Shay's what was my favorite these birds are getting god I didn't think the birds were gonna be I'm shutting I just shut the window I didn't think didn't think it was gonna be an issue come on Mm -hmm. didn't think these birds were gonna act up on me but I swear they were they were quiet they were quiet earlier I feel I feel like I'm like all these birds are my pets I'm like a I'm the bird man I'm Birdman. I'm Michael Keaton from 2015 or Chris Anderson the NBA player with tattoos all over and spiked hair. The NBA player, Chris Anderson, looks like kind of like Tony Hawk if he was a seven footer who did a lot of drugs. <laughs> Which is weird because it might be a stereotype. It's, it definitely is a stereotype for like skaters. Skaters, you would think, would be associated with drugs but Tony Hawk seems pretty seems pretty on the straight and narrow to me but maybe that's just because Tony Hawk's always been pretty old to me how old do you think Tony Hawk is that's interesting let's let's look it up we don't we don't normally look up stuff on on this episode but before we go any further, I like. Do you like how I start talking about Tony Hawk right at first, talking about birds? 
didn't even make that connection. I didn't even, wait, no way. I was talking, oh my gosh. <laughs> Sometimes I baffle myself with my own, how there's so many, like I didn't even mean, I didn't even make the connection that I just said, Birdman, Chris Birdman Anderson looks like Tony Hawk. And I didn't even make the the bird connection. That's <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Sorry for that snort. That was a loud snort. Alright, guess how old Tony Hawk Tony Hawk's birthday is coming up. May twelfth. Guess how old he will be May twelfth. Say it out loud right now. Tony Hawk from Carlsbad, California. He will be Sponsored by Birdhouse Skateboards. I wonder if that's Chris Birdman Anderson's company. He will be 52 on May 12th. There you go. Sounds about right. Because that means if he was born in... So he was born in 68. So I probably... I mean, Tony Hawk was one of the first sports figures like what were the first I'm trying to think of the first sports figures for me there was Tony Hawk Lance Armstrong Tiger Woods that's that's a big three right there especially because they're kind of they're all obscure sports like golf skateboarding and was other cycling like kind of all I guess and also Ken Griffey Jr. and A-Rod because because the local Seattle connection but I'm trying to think of no, th- those would be the big three for international superstars Tiger Woods Lance Armstrong and then Tony Hawk just because yeah you're, I, I just remember being I was more fascinated with skateboarding back then. Like, right? I haven't watched skateboarding for de- over a decade. <laughs> like, I, I never watched skateboarding. I I don't watch the X Games. Oh, what about Sean White? When did Sean White come on the scene? Hmm. Now, wait, now do we have to look up? <laughs> this has turned into an extreme sports edition. How old do you think Sean White is? I'm looking it up. I'm guessing... I'm guessing he is... 35. I'm going to say 35. Ooh. 33. He'll be 34 in September. In September, do you remember? God, I used to love... I know I'm all over the place now, but... Yeah, so Sean White... Alright, so when did Sean White become famous? He became famous... He was really young. So he was born in 86. Let's see. Let's see. I mean... So he was famous back in 02. Yeah. Because he was, he was famous as a, as a kid. But... So yeah. So Sean White was another big star back in the day. And and Michael Phelps, of course Michael Phelps. When 
I mean, he really came on the scene in 08, but he was famous, he was famous in 04 at the, was 04 Sydney, no, Athens, was, wasn't 2000 Sydney, and then 04 was Athens, and Michael Phelps, he participated, he's, he's younger than you would think too, Phelps, because he was like, 16 when he was in the first Olymp his first Olympics, which is really crazy. And then 04 and then 08, of course, when he because I think I'm trying to I looked up Phelps's age. I'm not gonna look it up now. <laughs> but I think Phelps was born in 84. Cause I think he was he may have even been 15 at his first Olympics, which is just crazy but I I guess swimmers I think swimmers peak earlier they're kind of like tennis players but what else oh I was gonna say when I was singing September September do you remember oh, na, 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 in September yeah I used to love Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> I don't know. So random. Hmm. I can't remember. I must have been... It was a CD that my dad, my mom and dad had. Because my mom and dad had... I guess more specifically, my dad had a giant... Like these cabinets full of CDs. Like We had so many CDs. And then my brother had hundreds of CDs. He had CD trees. You, you know those CD trees? Where you just put a bunch of... A hundred discs on it. So I must have snagged... It, I think it was the Earth, Wind & Fire Greatest Hits. And I remember listening to it... When we went to Hawaii. Hawaii. Back in... We went two years in a row in 2007 and 2008. But this one, I I think I was listening to Earth, Wind & Fire in 08. Because that's when we got there and the NCAA Men's Basketball National Championship was happening. That's the one... It was the Kansas Memphis where Derrick Rose was playing. We were just talking about Derrick Rose. Was that yesterday? No, the day before. A couple days ago. We were talking about Derrick Rose. So yeah, but that's when Mario Chalmers, Super Mario, hit the game winning three pointer for Kansas. That was yeah, and that's gosh. And then it may it may have been that same night or this was a 2007 trip but I just remember losing my temper because I used to lose my temper all the time I mean I, I still I'm not saying I, I never do anymore but it it's just happens more a lot more rarely than <laughs> like I used to when I played baseball just as a kid, after every time I would get out at the plate, 
I would always, I would do something like in the dugout. Like I would like throw my helmet or like push my bat over. Like I, I remember that the metal, the sound of the metal bat clanging against the the dugout cement. I, that that sound is etched in my memory. But <laughs> it's because I was the one that was always, or I would kick my bat bag but yeah I was because baseball is not a good sport to play for people who lose their temper all often because because you don't succeed seven out of ten times as a hitter even if you're a good hitter you hit you know one out of three times you'll succeed and then two out of three times, you'll be out. So, and I was, I was never a great hitter. Hitting was not my strong suit. I was, I was always a good fielder. I was a good third baseman. I played the hot corner. And yeah, I, I was fast. Like I remember, I remember getting a lot of steals. I was, I was a good base runner. So, but I, I would probably, I just never had any power. I don't remember ever hitting a home run unless it was a, I probably had a couple inside the park home runs, but I played, I played a lot of baseball games in my career. I mean, which ended when I was 16, but still. From age six, you know, five through sixteen, I played a lot. I played a lot of games, and I don't. I don't remember ever hitting a home run over the fence. Like I just had. I had no pop in my bat. It's, it's kind of crazy to think. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Think about that. But maybe I did hit one. I like to think that maybe I did hit one. That I'm forgetting. I'm just, because you know how sometimes you just, your brain blocks out positive memories. So, because that's how your weird, your weird low self-esteem works sometimes. So, I got to think that I probably had a couple homers, right? <laughs> Let's just, I'm just going to tell myself that from now on. From now on, if anybody ever asks, I'll say that I hate a couple home runs. Back in the day, but I mean, I definitely had I had a bunch of triples. Like I always remember, I had some triples, and like just some crazy stuff happened when I played baseball. Like when I got hit in the face with a baseball when I was playing center field, and it was a low line drive, and I'm pretty sure the sun was setting. I think the ball just got right in the sun and it just clocked me right in the forehead. But it was more of a glancing blow because the ball just kept rolling. I, I think the ball rolled a hundred feet. It just kept going. So that's a lot better than if it had just hit me directly in the head and then just fall. What if it just fell just right in front of me? 
that's how you would know that it would be that would be dangerous because right because then it would be like I absorbed all the contact of the baseball but the way it actually happened it was just kind of a more of a glancing blow but I'm trying to think is there anything else really crazy that happened I think I I remember like running over a catcher I think I think I definitely I definitely ran over a catcher or two as a base runner you know running into come sliding in the home plate that probably happened I don't think I ever got in a base there was never a base brawl never a baseball fight which is that's good though that's, cause baseball fights can be dangerous some people can have bats man I mean some some people I mean I guess everybody might have a, a bat with them but we got way off topic we've gotten so far off topic let's just make our way back to Chase Rana and movies and other things I'm just going to point out a couple of my favorite chapters and then we'll move on to the to the movie discussion so I liked let's see there's a chapter about the rock that's a good one there's a chapter about who's a better tough guy movie dog owner I mean there's a lot of stuff tons of stuff that about movies that I've never seen so lots of references went over my head that's my only real complaint about it but I guess that's my own fault that I haven't seen enough of these movies <laughs> I just gotta watch more movies I guess but the, he just it, I guess it seems like he has a weird taste of movies <laughs> just a strange collection of because I don't know because I, I think I've seen a decent amount of movies but lots of these lots of the movies he talks about I've never seen so that's my only because I guess lots of them are from the 90s which I've seen a lot of 90s movies but not not a ton <laughs> but in the 80s and yeah let's see I'm just what do we got Friday he wrote about Friday I've never seen that one he wrote one about a chapter about Selena I've never seen Selena he wrote about were the Jurassic Park Raptors just misunderstood that was a pretty funny one he did which was better get out or the social network that's one of my favorite chapters I really enjoyed that chapter because I mean oh yeah because he, he was saying those are two of the best movies from the past decade and then the other one that he thinks is one of the best movies is Mad Max Fury Road which I saw in theaters at AMC and yeah he writes about Fast and Furious he loves Fast and Furious who's in the perfect heist movie crew that was a good one and Booksmart I that's a movie I think Booksmart is on Amazon Prime so I'm going to look into that because I heard that one was good I was considering seeing that last summer 
when I had my AMC A-list subscription, but I never got around to it. So yeah, let's let's just give this book a rating. I enjoyed it. I would say nine point four. Nine point four pencils out of ten. I it was a, it was just a really good rating, because I really liked it. And Chase Serrano is one of my favorite writers. I just I like his. I just like how goofy it is. It's just it's very goofy and it just lives in its own universe, where there's of hypothetical situations and funny questions that. Like, he, he makes a bunch of rules that he has to follow, which I think that's always funny when when you design scenarios and then you have to follow your the rules in the imaginary hypothetical situations that you're talking about. It's just funny. Because you're the... He's, he, he's both the player and the referee, to put it in sports terms. It's just funny. And yeah, I like the the intro and the afterward by Leguizimo and Chadle. Cheadle. Those were good. That sounds like a fun 80s buddy cop duo. Leguizimo and Cheadle. <laughs> oh, and it's illustrated by Arturo Torres. Yeah, that's another, oh, that's another big part about it, is there's tons of illustrations, like, every other page almost has a a very, like, amazing, just illustrations, just really, wait, let me just, alright, let me pull up one here, what do we got, just tons, oh, here's one, movie high school, so it looks like a yearbook, and it has... Like it has Evan from Superbad, Michael Sarah from Superbad, has Napoleon Dynamite, Regina George from Mean Girls, Cher from Clueless, and Andy from Pretty in Pink, Slater from Days and Confused, one of my favorite movies of all time. I love Days and Confused. God, I probably watched that movie when I was too young. I watched that movie before before I even knew what weed was. I was probably hmm cuz my brother showed it to me and he's 3 years older. So I just got to think how old was he? He was probably I he's he might have been like 13. So I'm I may have been 10 years old. <laughs> I might have been 10 years old when I watched Days and Confused. Which, if I think about that now, it's just so funny. <laughs> that, that might have just shaped... That seriously might have helped shape who I am as a person. Because that movie had such an imprint on me for some reason. I don't know why. I just loved Days and Confused so much. Because it, it, they were just having so much fun. <laughs> it, it's it's like the most fun movie it, it seems like I mean it's not fun for Mitch when and the other ninth graders 
when they're running away from Ben Affleck and the other seniors, bullies. Remember that part? Remember when school ends and then Mitch just starts running away? <laughs> they just start running away. Oh, or the baseball scene. We were just talking about baseball. But the the baseball scene in Days and Confused when Ben Affleck and his friends are just they're like they're hitting their paddles. They're just waiting for Mitch. And then that's so funny. Mitch is just sweating bullets on the mound. That's ah, such a great movie. Um, Juno. It has Juno on here. Oh, another great movie. Preston Myers from Can't Hardly Wait. I really... I watched that movie... Probably like five years ago or so. Seven years ago for the first time. I can't even remember. I think I just watched it at home. I think I was at home in Bothell. It may have just been on... TV. It could have been one of those movies you catch on TV. Because, I don't know. I don't think I streamed it. And I definitely didn't get it from Blockbuster. So, yeah. It, it seems, it's probably on TBS. It seems like a TBS movie. It's just a classic high school party movie. I think it has Turk from Scrubs, Christopher, or not Christopher Turk, I was going to say Christopher Turk, Donald Faison, I like, I like Don, or is it Faison, I don't know if it's, I think it's Faison, Donald Faison, who has a new podcast with Zach Braff, it's, uh, I, I listened to the first couple episodes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's one of those, it's a Scrubs podcast, it's one of those TV rewatch, like Office Ladies. Same kind of deal, but not as good as Office Ladies, though. Office Ladies is, that's great. But I, I just haven't gotten into the Scrubs one as much yet. But, oh, you know what podcast I've really enjoyed lately? Is I've, I've listened to probably 10 episodes of it is Conan, Conan's podcast, Conan O'Brien, if you're, if you're wondering which Conan, not, not Conan the Barbarian, which is the only other Conan that anybody knows of, um, yeah, it's really good, it's just hilarious, and you don't have to, I've never watched his TV shows, his late night shows, I've never watched Conan, really. I mean, I've probably caught... I've just caught a, a few a few interviews here and there of his... of the Conan TBS show. But I'm saying you don't have to be a fan of his TV show to like the podcast. Because it's just such a different medium. It's a different medium. Okay. Yeah, I think that's good. There's lots of good illustrations in that Chaser on a book. So, we've had a nice lengthy discussion about that. Now let's talk about some clown movies. I watched The Funhouse Massacre and Clown Town on separate nights. One of them was Tuesday nights, and then I watched Clown Town yesterday. 
So they're very similar. So I thought it'd be good to just talk about them in tandem. Let's, I'm going to try to compare them. I mean, they're both just... I guess, first of all, I enjoyed... Let me get... Oh my gosh, I'm standing up. Like I stretch my... My dogs are barking. Mm. Alright. So, Clown Town and Funhouse Massacre. I think... So, I would say Funhouse Massacre was better made. Like, all in all, Funhouse Massacre is a better movie, in my opinion, than Clown Town. I think it was just... It has better actors. It has this guy I recognize. The old guy with gray hair who wears a suit in Angie Tribeca. If you've ever seen the TBS show Angie Tribeca, that's that's where I recognize him from. Uh, I you wouldn't recognize his name. Like his name is Jerry Burns. I think Burns was his last name. But he spells his first name J E R E, which is very confusing. So, but you'd probably he's recognize him. He's one of those guys actors those those guys or gals but he was good in it and oh Clint Howard Ron Howard's brother isn't it and I think I'm trying to think if there's another big name mm, not that I can think of right now but I liked Funhouse Massacre that was a good one The I'm trying now it's weird because <laughs> the two movies are they're kind of melding together in my head because they're so similar they're both clown villain based funhouse massacre is happens in a funhouse where clown town is if you haven't guessed it about a town that's been infested with clowns infested and I think they they grew there like they're from they're homegrown clowns you know you know like a homegrown baseball player in the farm system like they got a a strong clowning farm system in this town (laughs) they're the the Oakland A's they're they're the, the money ball of clowns so, yeah, they're both good, but in my opinion, I liked the first one better. I like the, the Funhouse Massacre a little better, but Clown Town was, Clown Town just seemed a little more low budget. It's a little more, a little more underground, a little more guerrilla. I mean, it, they, they both delivered, though. Like I always say, I just want my movies to deliver what they're setting out to promise. And like with a movie like Cabin in the Woods, it it's promising that it's gonna be a bunch of Shyamalan twists for you know for Cabin in the Woods. So it's basically saying that you can predict that it's gonna be unpredictable. 
but not all movies are like that. But I we already, I already talked about Cabin in the Woods, how much I love that movie. <sighs> but I mean, I think the thing I love about Cabin in the Woods is that it's so weird and unexpected and and unlike and unique and unlike anything else in its genre. But with movies like Funhouse Massacre and Clown Town, they're good because they just they pretty much deliver what you what you would expect. So let's give it a rate let's give Rotten Tomatoes let's see, I will go for Funhouse Massacre, I'll give it eighty two percent. And then Clown Town I will give seventy two percent. And nah. That's kind of a too high of a rating for Clown. Let's go 60, 62% for Clown Town. I gotta be a little tougher. I gotta, I gotta stiffen up on some of these ratings. Not that I'm, I'm not writing them down or anything, but keeping track of them in the audio way. And so, yeah, but 62%, that's still a good rating for Rotten Tomatoes. That's uh that's fresh. So that's solid. But I mean I'm just saying that if you have to pick and both of these movies both these clown movies were on Amazon Prime. So if you have to choose one if for some reason if a clown has a squirt gun to your head and you have to choose one clown movie to watch on Amazon Prime, I would choose Funhouse Massacre. So, I mean, that's just that's that's. I'll leave you with that. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> that's all I gotta say about that. I don't. I don't think we don't need to spend too much time on these clown movies. I think, I think it would be, I would become the clown if I spend a bunch of time talking about clown movies. Because what what am I gonna say? What did where'd they go to college? Did, did, is there an online clowning institute? I wonder if there's a... I wonder if they offer a clowning program at DeVry. Or University of Phoenix. Or Southern New Hampshire. Or Grand Canyon. Those are all the big online schools I can think of. Right? Okay, there you go. Thank you for... Sponsoring the podcast to Southern New Hampshire. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Southern New Hampshire University, for sponsoring A Star is Born. And as always, I've been your host, Chris Arneson. Share the podcast. Share, share, share with your friends. Hit that share button on your phone, on your social media. Tweet it out. Instagram stories. Subscribe. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you. I love you. I love you. And, oh, let me give a hint. A hint for next time is it's like a full day. It it felt like a full day's work. Just a full day watching this movie. I don't know if that's... You'll see. All right. Bye. Thank you so much. Share and subscribe. Share, share, share. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe.